It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined, as always, except that one time, by <laughs> Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com. I know. On the fan side of network, I know. But hey, I had to navigate that whole episode by myself like a week and a half ago. was not fun. Um, but see, it, it, it should be endearing to you, Kenneth, because it should show you that I can't do this without you properly. Um, that was so deep. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's Thursday. We're we're getting deep. We are actually recording once again in the afternoon of the day of the episode. This is very unlike us, but hey, with a, with the way the last week has gone, there there's no holds barred. There's no no set ground rules. No nothing. We just kind of take it as we go, day by day, and see what happens. Throw throw something at the wall and see what sticks. But. Anyways, happy Thursday to all of y'all. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, we hope this podcast finds you well. We hope you're continuing to uh, stay healthy, stay safe, wash your hands, keep your social distance, follow all the CDC guidelines as we continue to navigate uh, this COVID-19 pandemic that's spread all across the globe now. And on top of that, navigate a non or a world without sports for the time being at least it's a very as dark we try world. and get this yes as we try and get this whole coronavirus sorted out but obviously health and safety is first and foremost comes before sports at all times so we hope that y'all are all continuing to stay safe but for now we're going to try and give you a next 25 minutes or so of some uh, positivity Kenneth positive vibes we'll try and Get away from all the negativity you might be seeing on social media and in the media. We're here to help expunge that, give you something to not necessarily hope in, Kenneth, because I don't think we can be hoped in, you and I. Um, I, I definitely don't think it's, you know, I, I'm just saying I, I know you, hope. you know me. Okay, if you have hope, then, then we all have hope. We all um, have hope. Yes, the size of a mustard seed, right? Okay, <laughs> regardless of that, though, we're here to talk uh, as much Dallas Stars hockey as we can and hockey in general, sports in general. Obviously, last week we've kind of had to workshop our standard podcast uh, outline and how we go about running each podcast, our content, our three blocks. Just The, the whole thing's kind of been shuffled, but that's okay because we we're still here. We're still getting content out on the daily and while it may be a tad different than usual we thank y'all for sticking around we thank y'all for listening in tuning in every day and we hope we can give you that 25 minute escape from uh all that's going down 20, in the real world 25 minutes well <laughs> I'm, we have, I'm i don't think we've had a single low. episode that's 25 okay. minutes long okay okay i'm just <laughs> i'm i'm just saying everything I'm we've recorded has been low. at least 29. We're we're setting the bar low and we're going to hope for the best, but we're already three and a half minutes into this one, so I don't really have high hopes for 25 anymore. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right in now while we're still ahead. And actually today we are going to talk about, we will keep you updated on uh, Kenneth and I's NHL 20, my player profiles, 
Um, this is obviously the second day that we've now been covering them. We finished up our preseasons. We'll talk about that later in the show. But for the first 15 or so minutes today, we want to talk about Dallas Stars hockey. And obviously you're thinking, what on earth could they be talking about? There's no games. There's no storylines. There's no stats. There's no nothing, right? Wrong. Um, Kenneth, let's talk about Denis Gryanov today. The man. Uh, you know, yes, everybody's, everybody's favorite rookie on this Dallas Stars team, unless you like Joel Kivaranta more, which we respect. Um, but everyone's favorite rookie to talk about, everyone's favorite rookie to uh, just put in the spotlight as much as they can. You've seen it on social media all year, and rightly so, though, because Garyanov has... Kenneth, he's gone... The funny thing is people have forgotten about where Denis Garyanov was yeah. no more than like 20 or so months ago, not even two years ago. It was June of 2018. The Calder Cup Finals, Texas Stars were taking on the Toronto Marlies, and for a handful of games in that seven-game series, it was a thrilling series, and Stars forcing a Game 7 with a Game 6 win in Toronto, but then can't uh, obviously unable to close it out in Game 7. But Denis Gryanov was practically non-existent for that entire run, and that was his second year in the AHL, um, second full season in the AHL. He was drafted in 2015, 12th overall by the Stars, and I remember Kenneth when, when he was initially drafted, a lot of Stars fans on social media, a lot of Stars fans at the draft watch party, we're almost like looking around at each other saying, who, who is that? Because it, if you had read all the draft all the draft boards, all the mock drafts, Denis Gryanov never came around 12th. A lot of draft boards had him lower first round, upper second round. And people were like, who is this guy? And in 2018, it was almost to the point of boiling over to where people were saying, this guy's a bust. Because for a lot of the Calder Cup final, he was scratched. Yeah, it was. It's really it's strange because I think obviously he was kind of an off the radar pick when the stars took him uh, in 2015, and then he was. I mean, in in the you know in the minds of I think most stars fans, he was really an off the radar kind of player up until this season. In terms of when you were thinking about what was going to be key, what were going to be key, who were going to be key players for Dallas this yeah. season. Uh, he was almost like an afterthought. Like, yeah, he could probably make the team with a maybe with a hole on, on one of the lower lines, um, but he wasn't. You know, not I, not unfairly either. He just wasn't being considered as somebody who's going to be a big impact player right now. Uh, and, yeah. and and that was, I think, that's you know, was a worthy uh, kind of opinion. You know, you talked about he was scratched and in, in some of the Calder Cup uh, runs at, uh, for Texas, and he just he never really it never clicked. Uh, and it's always hard for a guy, uh, a guy that gets drafted like he does, where there's kind of a general consensus that he was drafted uh, above what above where he should have gone. That always adds a little bit of pressure, right? If those guys don't click right. immediately, it's okay. Well, this was a bust. See, they were right. He should have been drafted in the second round or whatever. So he came in with a lot of pressure and a lot of you know a lot of scrutin- uh, scrutiny, but. It is, it is strange, and I think it's a testament to how quickly hockey can change. Because if you had asked me, I think if I had asked you, I mean anybody, 12 months ago, who is going to be the, you know, one of the, who are going to be the top six forwards on Dallas Stars this season, Dennis Gorianov right. would, would have not even entered the conversation. No, absolutely not. And like you said, he just, he never seemed to get things to click down in the AHL in his time 
with the Texas Stars. He was actually drafted, uh, like we said, in 2015. He made his Texas Stars debut in the 2016-2017 season in 57 games. He had 12 goals, 27 points, so obviously not what you would really expect from a first-round forward. But there is obviously, especially with Russian players, there's a learning curve typically when it comes to getting over to the NHL or getting over to pro league or pro league action in yeah. North America. There, there's sometimes a learning curve. Sometimes there's not. You know, let's talk about Alex Ovechkin if you want. Um, but sometimes there's a bit of a learning curve. So you may just chop that season up to okay. He was just he just had to get acquainted with the AHL with style and the speed of American hockey. And then in 2017-18, he had 19 goals and 34 points in 74 games. So a little bit of a step up. He saw a little bit of an increased role, ended up with a minus 10. So again, you start to think, okay, he's, he's doing okay, but he's not really blowing anyone's expectations out of the water. And in the playoffs, only two goals, five points in 16 games played. And that ended up leading into some scratches some healthy scratches during the Calder Cup Finals. And people, even Sean Shapiro a few weeks ago, wrote in his uh, column on The Athletic, his Shap Shots weekly column, he said, he said I'm going to admit it. I, I owe, basically, I owe Dennis Griano an apology, an apology because two years ago I called him a bust. I said that it was, there was no chance, he might make the, he might, he has the potential to be good, but he's never going to be great. He's never going to, you know, reach the level that has been set by Stars fans of you're a first-round pick. You need to be, after also after the Stars have had some issues with first-round picks in the past decade or so, it, it, the bar was set really high for him, and it didn't look like he was ever going to meet it. And then last season, he comes in, has one goal, four points in 21 games played, but never breaks the roster during the Stanley Cup playoffs and could never really stay up in Dallas. It seemed as though one mistake made by him in any game and he would be sent down back to the AHL the next game. So he could never really get it going last season. But then this season, Kenneth, it's been a complete 180 and he's become arguably one of the stars most valuable, if not their most valuable forward this season, especially in the offensive end. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about more about Guryanov's season so far this year and kind of wrap up just how much he's meant to this team this year and how much he could mean to them in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, etc. when the Lockdown Stars podcast continues in a moment. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com on the fan side of network. We're here on this Thursday it is week officially one week down, Kenneth, since the NHL paused their season. So, congrats on making it a week. It's felt like a year. Um, I'll, I all the days are sort of blending together for me right now. I'm not really sure. I think it's Thursday, Kenneth. Um, it you know. is. It, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm struggling. Like I. It's. Yeah. I don't I, even. I, mean, I just. I'm so out of it with the with the the pace of just my life i'm telling yes. you 
We, we, yeah. We've been up playing NHL till like 2 o'clock in the morning, two nights in a row. Yeah. Now, I feel to like I'm in high content. school again. I, I, I went to feel sleep like at I'm 18. Three. Went to sleep at 3. Jeepers. Woke up at 11. Gosh, <laughs> and and just... I've been working today. But like, I, you could probably hear it on the ear. Like, it takes me a minute to get going. I am so out of it. And this yeah, is, this it, is it's thrown all of us off. A strange time. It's a very strange time, but we've made it a week, and I'm 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 still uh, fervently learning ukulele. Um, so that's a plus. He said he learned uh, four chords. Everybody, I learned the four chords to "I'm Yours" by Jason Mraz. So that's a start. Oh. Uh, then I, we're gonna learn "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" too. Eventually, that's like the only song that people know that's played on ukulele, basically, including myself. Um, but besides that, we're talking about Dennis Guryanov today. And what be- honestly, what better player to talk about right now during the pause? Because, Kenneth, when a season is paused, I mean, a season's never been paused before, but now that we've gone through a week, we kind of realize it's given you- us a chance to not only reflect on where the stars have gone this season. Uh, three nights ago, the star- or Fox Sports Southwest, or two nights ago, Fox Sports Southwest aired, re-aired the game against the Minnesota Wild on October 29th, where obviously... They were the stars were four eight and one. They were dangerously dangerously close to falling to four nine and one. Went down three nothing against the Wild. Then rebounded entirely one six to three, and that rattled off I believe a thirteen one and one streak throughout November and into the close of November and early December. And then obviously Jim Montgomery being fired and Rick Bonus taking over. Uh, going nine three and three in February, but now zero four and two in their past six games up until the pause. It's been a roller coaster of a year, but it gives you a chance to not only reflect on that, Kenneth, but it gives you a chance to reflect on the storylines that have developed throughout this year. And you've got the Winter Classic, you've got head coaches, you've got coaching changes, but more importantly, you've got a handful of players that have fully and wholeheartedly exceeded the expectations that were set for them at the beginning of this season. And that's why we're talking about Dennis Garyanov for a good portion today. Uh, if I'm sure you already heard, I would hope you didn't skip straight to the B block after downloading this episode. But in the first block, we talked about how Garyanov had initially gotten to Dallas in the first round draft in the first round of 2015 draft. And how up until 2018, he was kind of a borderline prospect of he might never make it to the NHL and be a full-time impact and even up in through last season, he was in the NHL, but he wasn't making a night-by-night impact, wasn't really playing on a consistent level. And then this season comes around, and like I said, a complete 180 through uh, 64 games this season. Denis Gryanov has 20 goals, 29 points, so 9 assists, and a plus 5 rating. He's leading the team in goals scored, which can that for a rookie is an incredible enough feat when you look at the roster the Stars have, like Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski, Jamie Benn, Alexander Radulov. It's incredible to see him thriving so much in the offensive zone, especially for a defensive-minded team. Yeah, he's he's really taken the next step forward this season. Um, and I think I, I mean I think really a lot of it for him boils down to just just being confident when he's on the ice. Um, when you look at the type of forward he is, which is somebody who relies a lot on his speed, obviously we know that. Right. He likes to skate right at you and basically get you on your heels, and he creates opportunities that way. And then he's, he's pretty good with the, with the puck as well on his stick. Um, that's Confidence is paramount for those type of players, right? Uh, if you're just right. if you're a sharpshooter or if you're, you know, your job is just to you know, rip slap shots or something, 
even if you're kind of going through a struggle, you can as long as you can just mentally tell yourself, keep shooting, keep shooting, you'll be all right if for the most part. But when you're when your job is to have the puck on your stick for you know extended periods of time and make moves and try to beat people, uh, beat defenders. Uh, you have to be confident in the way you're playing. You have to be confident in your decisions. And I think that's the biggest gap watching him with the team a little bit last year and this year is he looks fully confident in what he's doing. Even if it doesn't come off, he looks confident that he's making the right decision. And he yeah. operates so quickly and in such a he has to make those decisions, you know, in split seconds, what he's going to do, how he's going to make the move. You know, he has to read the game. And that type of player has to be ahead of the game, right, to keep up with it. They, they're not – other people are not creating for him as much as he's trying to create offense for the entire team. And so when he's confident, he's able to kind of think ahead and think, okay, what's the next couple of steps to this play? And then when you're doing that and you pair it with his elite speed, he's a really tough ass to uh, to defend for most of these teams in the NHL. Absolutely, Kenneth. It's, it's cool to see just how viable and how uh... – threatening he can be on so many different fronts you know with the speed and the shot those two those two assets considering how strong they are for him those two alone can really take a hockey player a long ways in his NHL career um but on top of that you know you add in how how much of a how much of an asset he is on the power play now especially from that right circle uh we've seen it a number of times this season not only goals from there but also just strong chances from there uh, getting the one timer from in the right circle and finding it, getting it past the goaltender. We all, you know, the first thing you may think about is blowing up the water bottle against the Hurricanes a few months ago, back in February. Um, but it's it's crazy to see just how quickly he turned it around, grasped the NHL mindset, and really took it for what it was worth and took full advantage of it. And now. He's not only thriving as a regular NHL player, but he's become one of the star's most valuable forwards at just the age of 22 years old. I mean, Kenneth, he's our age. And so that's great to see because that tells me I've got a long way to go in, <laughs> you know, doing more to, or to it tells increase us, my... What have we done with our lives that we're... Yeah, what am I doing in my life right now? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here on the couch right now. He's probably out there scoring more goals, you know, in his driveway or something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, obviously he's not at the rink, but anyways, it's, it's great to see his progression and how quickly he's turned a corner and, you know, Kenneth, you you start to then look at the bigger picture and think about, well, just how valuable could this guy be down the road for this team at, you know, 22 years old, if this is just his rookie season, you start to think, and you, you know, some speculation comes in and some guessing, but you think if he's got 20 goals and assuming if this season continues to play out or assuming they had played an 82 game season this year without any interruptions what would you have guessed Kenneth he hits 25 goals yeah somewhere around like with 13 games to go he could could get five more maybe four or five more so then you start to think could next year he hit 30 could three years from now could he hit 40 and there's a lot that goes into those questions obviously I mean even so much as this year a lot of fans don't remember but he got sent down earlier yeah. in the season. In the second week of the season, he got sent back down to the AHL after committing a couple of defensive errors. But not only has he become a valuable asset in the offensive zone, in the defensive zone, he's using his size, he's using his speed, and he wants to learn. Rick Bonus will just glow about him, just constantly 
boost him up, talking about him in interviews, talking about how even though he's not on the penalty kill, he'll go to penalty kill meetings, sit in there, and just because he wants to learn and he wants to watch and he wants to gain as much knowledge as he can about every single corner of the game. And so he's a valuable asset, and you know we, we can't talk enough about him on here, but we thought, why not, with, with the way things are going right now, he's one of the top people you want to talk about. Uh, on this Dallas Stars roster. So we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we will update you on, obviously, this is probably the highlight of your week. It's definitely the highlight of Kenneth and I's week. Uh, we're going to update you on our NHL 20 My Player or My Pro, um, I guess our careers, yeah, our early careers, when the Locked On Stars podcast continues in a moment. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com on the Fan Sider Network. We're talking about NHL 20 now, and if you've already tuned out, I understand, I guess. Uh, but we're talking about our own virtual careers that we <laughs> began um, just the other night. Kenneth over here is, well, he's got a story to tell you about uh, our, our day two update. So a quick refresher. We started these on Tuesday night. On Wednesday or in, and Tuesday night, we played the first, we played the Memorial Cup I was drafted ninth overall by the Anaheim Ducks. Kenneth was drafted 21st overall by the Pittsburgh Penguins. We played the first three games of our preseason that night. Updated you on those. That's in yesterday's podcast. We want to go back and hear how this all came if to that. be. Obviously, Kenneth and I have about <laughs> one one hundredth of the skill and athleticism necessary to become a full-time NHL. Uh, yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. That that's high. That's lowballing a little bit. But uh, in terms of skill and ability to be a full-time NHL impact and you know top-line superstar but I'm a left I'm a two-way left winger two-way forward Kenneth is a two-way defenseman he's playing for the Penguins I'm playing for the Ducks through my first three games through his first three games updated you on those on Wednesday but now we're going to update you on the rest of our preseasons we played those out yesterday and so Kenneth please take the floor because I know you have <laughs> so many wonderful tales to tell us about in the life of Kenneth Nash, Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman. Yeah, uh, so talked about yesterday, got drafted 21st overall by the Penguins uh, after a abysmal Memorial Cup uh, yes. <laughs> Memorial Cup Not showing. Not ideal. Paired with Thomas Harley. Alongside Thomas Harley with, with the Mississauga Steelheads. Um, but still got taken 21st. By, I mean, there's not many worse, fran- better franchises uh, to get taken by, I guess. Um, well, I can tell you there's some worse <laughs> ones. <laughs> um, but, but so through, through the first three games we kind of talked about yesterday, you know, I was playing all right. I really was much better uh, once I got playing with the Penguins than I was with Mississauga. Um, you know, got I started on the second defensive pair, got bumped up to the first one. Uh, and then yesterday, we played yesterday, we played the last four preseason games. Uh, we lost Whoops. all four. Um, and things did not hey, things did not go hey, well. <laughs> we won one, okay? Y'all, oh, yeah, y'all lost all four. We, we lost won all one four, yes. Uh, things yeah. did not go very well. Um, 
I've been I, I I'm still on the first defensive pair. Was still skating on the first defensive pair uh, with you know shuffle, uh, but uh, I had one good game. One good game, and that That's was good. Yeah, one. <laughs> one. Uh, it was when the Penguins we skated everybody, I guess, the entire starting lineup minus the goalie. We were playing a forty-five rated goalie, and we lost. Shocker. Uh, but I, I was skating with like with Crosby, Hornquist, uh, Malkin, Latang, and me. What a line, right? What a line. Fantastic line. <laughs> and uh, fantastic. Group I finished. Five. I finished with three assists in the game. Uh, so not too bad, not too bad there. Um, but we ended up losing like six to three, I think. <laughs> we gave. I was a plus two because we gave up. No, I was a plus one. Sorry, we gave up two goals within a minute and a half uh, of the game starting. Beautiful. But they were definitely our forty-five rated goalies' fault. Uh, but then we lost. We lost the next game to the Blue Jackets. No joke, ten to two. <laughs> That's a football score, Ken. I was a minus minus seven. Yeah, I had an assist, and Fantastic. I was a minus seven. Uh, hey, you had an assist. So That's a plus. Josh and I were like, "Well, surely this is where I get bumped down, right?" Nope. Leave the game. Sim ahead. Message from good old Mike Sullivan. We like where we're at. We're gonna keep going with what works. <laughs> oh, I've heard we like where we're at before. So uh, the preseason ended on a sour note. Um, so we're back to the ah. we're to the start of the regular season. Haven't started the regular season yet, but I am still with the NHL team. That was up in the air for a little bit. I thought. And I am on the first defensive pairing alongside Chris Letang, which makes no sense to me. Because you've got Letang, who's a right-handed defenseman, and I'm a right-handed defenseman. And you've got Dumoulin, and I forgot who the, the second pairing was. You've got two left-handed... Johnson. It was Johnson, Johnson. that's who it was. Yeah. Two left-handed defensemen on the second, second pairing. So I don't get why they don't just switch it up and I would be happy to skate on the second pairing. Hey, but if they're going to put me... What worked, Kenneth. If they're going to put me out there with Crosby, Malkin, Hornquist, and Letang... Not going to complain. <laughs> They're sticking with what works, and that's the most important thing. Um, well, I guess I may as well tell my well. final four games, too. Well, I may as well tell my final four games did not go much better. Um, a quick recap from yesterday. I was blown up in my first game of the preseason, like absolutely lit up by, jeez, uh, I can't even remember name now. It was Scandella. Um, yeah, Marco Scandella absolutely lit me up with the Coyotes. Uh, so I ended up shaking that off. But then after that game, after being lit up, the coach tells me, you're not giving enough. Uh, we want more out of you, so we're going to demote you to the second line. Then after scoring a goal in my second game, you're not giving enough. We're going to push you to the third line. I was on the third line for the final four preseason games, and I'm going to start the regular season on the third line. So that's a plus at least. You know, two-way forward. Lots of defensive forwards are on the, on the third line. You know, Radic Fox, Blake Como, Andrew Cogliano, Jason Dickinson come to mind. Um, but in those final four games, I scored the lone goal against the Los Angeles Kings in a 3-1 to one loss. So we lost, but at least I, and I was like the only source of offense. I think I took eight shots on goal that game by myself. Um, not ideal, but <laughs> at least I scored. Uh, then in a 2 nothing win against the Oilers, I once again got blown up. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl absolutely threw me into the boards, like total stapler into the boards. And none of my teammates came to my defense at that point. So I was like, well, these guys hate me. I- I'm ready to leave. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh said he was going to request a trade about 30 times last night. I'm close, you know. It wouldn't be a good look on me right now, just being a, a first year. You don't want to get a prospect, reputation, but 
Yeah, I don't want to get a bad rep, but uh, so we'll stick it out for now. But I got blown up by him. We won that game against the Oilers, then came back in the sixth game, was terrible in the loss to Vancouver. I was a minus three. We lost five to two. Uh, and I played a lot of penalty kill time, like had no even strength time practically in the second period. It was all penalty kill time. And then our final game was a shootout loss to the Golden Knights. I actually took a penalty in overtime and three-on-three overtime, was stuck in the box the rest of the game, and then did not shoot in the shootout. So regardless, I finished the preseason with three goals, five points. So five points led the team. Three goals was tied for the team lead with Taylor Hall. A minus six rating. That was the lowest. Uh, I, I did. I, the other people had a minus five, so it was kind of close. But I was a minus six, the lowest on the team. I blocked eight shots in the preseason and had a team high twenty five giveaways. So, <laughs> so my the giveaway number I'm not proud of. That's that's about four giveaways a game, a little under four. So not ideal. I'm probably close to you. I didn't look, but I was probably close to that. Yeah, pretty close. But regardless, we're going to start our regular seasons tonight, and we'll see how that goes. We'll have updates for you on Friday for the first few games. If you're also wondering, there may be some locker room uh, tension brewing between Josh and Connor Sheary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me tell you about Connor Sheary. So this man, not only did I feed I, – I had so – I can't even count on two hands the number of centering feeds I had to Shiri last night in the preseason. From behind, I'd wrap around behind the net, feed him out in the slot, and he would just stop. It's like his control. He's not even. He didn't even have a controller, but it's like his controller died. Like the batteries died, and he was just frozen. Then he'd get lit up, or someone would take the puck away. And I'm like, great. That's probably a giveaway on me. It um, probably but- was. Regardless of that, we're not going to hold any grudges. It's a new day. The season's here, and we started off against the Arizona Coyotes tonight. So (laughs) we'll play our first weeks, Kenneth and I, and we will update you on Friday. But that's about all we've got for this Thursday episode. Kenneth, I know you have some some plugging to do. I've done it the last few days, but you also have an important message about a tweet we just sent out. Yes. All right. So uh, before we get to the important, most important tweet maybe of the year, um, yes, I would think so. <laughs> uh, go follow us on Twitter at Locked On Stars. That's the pod's Twitter account. You can follow our personal Twitters too. I'm at Kenneth underscore Nash 19, and Josh is at Josh underscore Clark 02. Um, and then what you need to do, we talked about it. We've teased it for about a month now, it feels like. Uh, we're going to do a mailbag. Yeah. Our hope is to do it tomorrow in our, in our Friday episode. So to do that, we need questions from you. We tweeted out. Probably about 30, 45 minutes ago, um, we tweeted out basically uh, telling everybody about the mailbag. And then basically if you've got a question, it's going to be a question, a comment, you know, a topic, anything like that that you want us to kind of talk about, uh, whether it's Hockey broad, or non-hockey. Yeah, pretty much anything out there. Uh, just reply to that tweet. Uh, we We're go bored. through, we'll look through it and, and pick out some. If we have a lot of good ones, we'll, we, may, we may make tomorrow all about listener questions. We'll figure it out. But... Make sure to go uh, retweet that so everybody can get a chance to get their question asked. And then uh, if you've got a question or a comment or a topic or whatever, uh, just reply to that tweet and we'll look at it. Uh, If you get a like from us, that means we've seen it. Um, And we'll be ready to go on Friday. Should be a good time. Also, if you want to follow me, at Josh underscore Clark02, and you have to follow Kenneth. Yeah. You have no choice. At Kenneth underscore. I'm trying to catch him. I need about 1,500 more followers. You're getting there. Um, but nonetheless, just trying to give a little bit of normalcy 
to the end of this podcast. It looks like it's about to start raining outside here, Kenneth. So we're going to go ahead and uh, hang up and hang up this podcast before the rain starts hitting my window, and we'll see what happens. But happy Thursday to all of y'all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day and stay safe out there. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.